Check your trim set. Check your heading north. Light heading is 074. Check your altimeter set. 2946. Corrected center point elevation. Zero feet. Check your barrel running zero. Check your SDS 1230, 3034. Check your field. Check your speed up. Lights out. Welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Bob, Mo, updated wave dog. Two soldiers at five. We on the airfield and airspace. You are clear for takeoff. Have a good one. Thanks, Mo. Clear for takeoff. Check your parker brake off. Check your trim set. Check your nozzle steering on. Maneuver. Damn it, half scroll face. Left turn out. Let's run them up. Both brakes now. The Renegade Aviator combines jet airshow performances and this radio show to promote aviation, excellence, overcoming obstacles, and achieving goals. Here he is, the Renegade Aviator, David Costa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. You know what? Sure, airshow pilots are really, really cool, but how cool is it to be able to get paid to blow stuff up. There ain't much cooler than that. Or from my side of the aisle, if you fly over bedlam below, fire, smoke, things going boom, I've got a special guest for you today, Mr. Rick Myers of Firewalkers International. And he's going to tell us today all the cool stuff about blowing stuff up at air shows. Really cool. Rick, welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. Hey, boom. You know, that's the way I started every pilot's briefing is with that, and it really gets your attention. Of course, that's what we like to do, and uh, we have just a great time entertaining our audiences and our fans and uh, making more fans at every air show. So our little motto is an air show without pyro is just another fly-in, and we really do put that into punctuation marks. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? Anybody who can have a wall of fire that's a 1,000 feet long, an act called the F-bomb, you got my attention right away, man. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, we do a lot of things, but that uh, the F-bomb, as we call it, has really caught the air show industry by surprise. A little background on that thing. It wasn't intentionally called that first. We first called it the Firewalker Super Bomb. But, you know, when you write that on the schedule about 20 times, it's kind of hard, a lot of writing. So I thought, well, you know, how about if I just abbreviate it like I do everything else? And lo and behold, we created the F-bomb. That's <laughs> <So. laughs> great. How does somebody, this is the first question that I know everybody who's listening to the radio show right now is going, how does somebody get started in this business? This is not... You walk in off the street and say, hey, I want to blow things up for a living. How did you get your start? <laughs> Quite honestly, I was just really lucky. I was in the right place at the right time. I was still in the military at the time with the Air Force. It's stationed at Mountain Home Air Force Base and the uh, working at Wing Weapon Safety. And the uh, base commander says, uh, Sergeant Myers, we've got an air show coming up, and you're going to be the military liaison for all the perform- civilian performers with pyrotechnics. Okay, no big deal. I worked around that stuff all my life in the military, and uh, I'm thinking flares and bottle rockets, those kind of things. And then my predecessor, Rich Gibson, with Rich's Incredible Pyro, shows up with a truckload of dynamite. And 
it was wow from that point on. It was just amazing. So uh, we basically used dynamite and gasoline and all the explosives you'd find in a mining environment. And instead of being thousands of feet away from this stuff, you figured out how to do it safely, feet away from five pounds of dynamite and set it off and survive it. It was crazy, but it was awesome. <laughs> that is the key point, and survive it. So obviously, if you're doing this at an air show, it's very safe. But, you know, kind of walk us through, because some people may, believe it or not, some people may have not gone to an air show. My audience are people that may or may not even be pilots, so... Some of these people have gone to the little air shows where they weren't smart enough to have pyro at their air show. So explain kind of what it is you're doing. Well, this is why I described it to some of the air show producers that put this stuff on is, you know, they can hire some of the world's best aerobatic airplanes and pilots, and they do an outstanding job. And I know a lot of them personally. But, you know, after you see the third airplane that's painted green instead of blue or red, and it's still doing barrel rolls and loops and Cuban eights and all that stuff, it quite frankly, it now becomes boring because all the kids are now wanting to go get hot dogs and that kind of stuff. Well, you throw in a few explosions with big fireballs, you keep their attention for the rest of the day because they don't want to leave the show line now. They want to see what else is going to blow up out there. So we really add the excitement to any air show. I mean, we're not the main act, but we are a huge punctuation mark. And a good example of that is you can take a whole bunch of military aircraft, either civilian or, or military, and you can say, hey, look, ladies and gentlemen, here comes a F-22 on a bombing run. And he flies by. And that's all they see is a flyby. Here comes an F-22. Watch what's going to happen today, ladies and gentlemen, on this bombing run. And the jet comes in, pulls his nose up in the air, and all of a sudden, kaboom! Right behind him goes this big fireball. The crowd fills his big chest, thump in there, and they see and feel the heat of this thing. I just got their attention for the rest of the air show. And it takes that boring act and just adds another level of excitement to it. You literally will have people come back the second and third day because they want to see these explosions going off. They love it. It is amazing. It is amazing. And I think from the YouTube generation that people think, well, I can just pull out my iPhone and I can watch movies of an air show. Uh, sorry, unless you stand on the flight line and feel the concussion and the heat, you can't get that on a video, can you? <laughs> it's amazing. Well, we've had people as far as 5,000 feet away when we shoot that 1,000-foot wall of fire off. said, oh, my God, I could feel the heat clear back there. I thought I was going to burn up. <laughs> and so you just can't do that on social media. You've got to be there in person. And it just excites everybody so much they have to come back. Well, they go home, they tell the neighbors about it. Man, you should have seen this wall of fire go off. I felt it clear over here. Well, let's go see this thing. And next day they come back and bring their neighbors with them. So the show gets bigger. And the following year when they say, hey, we're going to have an air power demo and we're going to have Firewalkers Pyro here. Oh, we got to go see this thing. It was really cool. So it's infectious. If you don't have it, you're missing out a big venue. So. Well, it is. And each and every week, we're always telling people we do promote aviation. That's what we do here. But really, what I do is I promote the air show world because I say air shows are excellence demonstrated. And it's a performance. We had Kyle Franklin on uh, recently. And, you know, Kyle is a performer. What you're doing, you're performing. You're giving people bang for their buck. They show up at an air show. You're spending on average 25 bucks to walk in the door. And uh, there ain't too many places you can see things go boom. <laughs> when you add Kyle Franklin and Skip Stewart and myself into this thing, and we do a little thing called Masters of Disaster or 10 Sticks, 
you lace three airplanes together or two airplanes and a bunch of pyro and then throw in Chris Darnell with shockwave jet truck, you've got more action in 15 minutes than you're going to see for the rest of the day. And here you got Skip and Kyle and maybe Patty Wagstaff flying back and forth, and they say, my God, they're flying crazy. And all of a sudden, boom, here goes an explosion or boom, here goes a 300-foot napalm shot or a big strafing run with red, white, and blue hits, and then all three airplanes or two airplanes line up and race that jet truck, and as they hit show center, boom, a 1,000-foot wall of fire goes off, and if we get it all timed right, all three airplanes and a jet truck have a background of nothing but fire. It is spectacular. It sure does sound that way, and of course, I've seen it, and what I want to also bring the audience attention to is listen to the energy. Listen to Rick. Rick, you obviously love what you do. Would that be a fair statement? (laughs) It's an undying passion. I've been doing this since 2003. I pinch myself every day that I get to do this. The hair on my neck stands up every day just from the excitement. And it's just a huge thrill to work with the caliber of people that I have on my team, the caliber of performers that we work with, and the audience that we get to entertain and inform And the beauty of this thing is not the fact that I travel around the world and blow places up. My air show family is huge. And I have friends in literally every state and every country from doing air shows. And it's the biggest family you've ever seen in your life. We all love aviation. We all love entertaining the audience and the public in a safe fashion and exciting kids. I've talked to many older pilots that said, Hey, how'd you get interested in flying? And they they would say, men and women would say, I went to an air show. Right on. And look what happened to them. Right on. Some of those guys and gals have Blue Angels and Thunderbirds. They're military pilots, they're commercial pilots. It's amazing. It is. We're running up to our break, our first break. We're going to come right back with Rick Myers of Firewalkers International. Stay tuned. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Call our listener line, 888-366-5256. Ask a question, leave a comment. Here comes the ready and not. Here comes the boys from the sound. Here comes the ready and not. Business owners, now might be the best time to get a business aircraft. You think your company is too forward to afford a jet? Need more time? Want to get back home and see the family more often? Sick and tired of the cattle car way of flying with the airlines? In about 26 minutes, I can see if you would be a good fit for what we do at Renegade Jets. The call is free and without obligation. Let's talk. 888-366-5256. In the air and on air, here he is, the renegade aviator, David Costa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the renegade aviator. Man, you think I've got energy. Listen to Rick Myers, Firewalkers International. He gets to blow stuff up. I just get to fly really low, go upside down on my jet. And here, I think my jet's loud. You couldn't even hear my jet when he's setting stuff off. 
Rick, first question, everybody asks, how do we do this? How do they set that up? What are those guys doing? I'm sure you got some stories and maybe what not to do. Yeah, what people don't realize, unlike the rest of the air show performers, we actually arrive way early in the week, Monday or Tuesday before an air show, because when I buy all these explosives, we have to prepare them. They don't come off the shelf in a strafing run, or they don't come out as a double bomb or a wall of fire. I'm using commercial-grade mining explosives, and this stuff is very dangerous. What we've learned through almost 38 years of air show experience now, from my predecessor and myself, is we figure out a way to how to safely shoot this stuff off, one, to sit 100 feet away from it and not throw rocks and blow holes in the ground, and two, how not to hurt our pilots, and three, how not to injure the audience. That's the big three for us. So what we've done is we take really basic stuff. We don't use steel pipes and a bunch of propanes and stuff. We use cardboard boxes, and we use a cardboard box to pick up these two sticks of dynamite we're going to use and elevate them off the ground. It does two things for us. One, it projects the entire sound in the shockwave to the audience. The second thing that it does is because we have it off the ground, the cardboard box insulates the ground from explosion. It literally doesn't allow it to make a hole in the ground and throw in rocks in the ground. We're not making smoking craters out there. When we use AMFO, which is a blasting agent, they literally pump it out in big tanker trucks in the mine until they use 40 or 60,000 pounds of this in one shot. Well, we're putting in a little milk jug with a little bit of explosive cord, debt cord, we call it, and doing the same thing, putting this little jug of AMFO on a box and making sure that the sound and the shock wave goes to the audience. And then we take that same box, we flip it over, throw a coil of debt cord in the bottom of it, and this part blows everybody's mind away. And then we'll take a plastic bag and put five gallons of gas in it and use that to make our wall shots, our bomb shots, our double bombs. And that cardboard box is literally turning into a gun barrel, and we're throwing the gasoline straight up in the air. So it doesn't just lay on the ground and make a big blob burn. It's worth showing it. We've seen it in high-speed video cameras where we couldn't figure out the first couple of times I saw this peach-colored mist going up, and then it turned bright yellow and white with a fireball. That peach-colored mist is vaporized gasoline. It took us a while to figure that thing out. So we're literally shooting the gas in the air, and then the fireball is chasing up this mist of gas. And that's why our explosions look so much bigger and so much more spectacular than the other pyro teams out there. So we do a little bit more work. We're a little bit more expensive because we have supplies that we have to buy, and we have to be there for a couple extra days. But what you get in return is the people on the far end of the audience from the far right and the far left are getting almost the same quality air show as the people are sitting at show center. And that's what we're after. It's back to what we talk about. It's entertaining the crowd, being of value. So people go, well, gosh, they just don't realize the kind of entertainment event that an air show is. And one thing comes to mind as well, when I've talked to kids in the audience and they watch war movies and stuff, right? There is no tactile feel. These are explosives that are designed to impress people and all that. But I always tell kids, imagine what it really feels like in combat. You know, when you've got World War II planes coming over and you're setting off pyro, right? It really does solidify what it might be like to watch an aerial combat or ground combat in action. Yeah, it's amazing that what I tell people what we're creating is a Hollywood effect Because in real life, and I've got four combat tours under my belt, retired after 31 years in the military, real explosives don't look like what we're doing. 
but I have the experience. I know how these things come off airplanes and how to place them in the proper timing so it looks realistic. We've done such a good show job of doing that that one of the air shows, as I was leaving the following Monday, the air show director calls me up and he says, you have some problems. I was like, oh, my God, what, what happened? <laughs> I said, well, we've got police reports filed against you. And my first thought was, what did I do in the bar last night? <laughs> well, come to find out, we had a lady that swore up and down that she saw a gentleman that we were strafing. And then the next call to the police department was a person who was filing a report for us dropping bombs in front of the live audience. And this person swore that they saw the bombs coming off the airplane. So the director said, we probably made it a little bit worse because we kind of laughed at them at first. And then we figured out they were really serious. And they tried to explain to him it was a Hollywood effect that we set off from the ground. And they accused him of lying. So I guess we're doing a good job assimilating what the airplanes really do. So <laughs> <laughs> It's an air show conspiracy theory now, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Right next to the Comtrail dispenser. So. <laughs> Ex- exactly. Exactly. But you know, that that is very interesting. I do a lot of accident investigation and I do pilot action stuff, but it's amazing how eyewitness testimony can be so off, right? So here you are, you're creating in their mind's eye and they're thinking that they're seeing bombs. So that is a testament to how realistic it is what you guys are putting together. Yeah, I don't want to ever be in a situation where somebody in the audience says, did their bomb go off yet? I want them to say, wow, did you see that thing go off? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, we want to thrill them. We want them to be excited. We want them to be so excited the next time they come to an air show, they're expecting pyro. So it's a lot of fun. It is, and it is needed. It's needed in the industry, something different, something unique. Hey, we're coming up to the next break, man. This show goes quick. Ladies and gentlemen, call my office, 888-366-5256. Leave a message. I'm not going to talk to you. Just leave a recorded message. I love to hear your comments, suggestions, and sometimes even criticism. But anyway, we are coming back with Mr. Rick Myers of Firewalkers International. Go to firewalkersinternational.com. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Make aviation great again. David Costa, the renegade aviator, will be right back. He told me to say that. Hey, boom, this is Rick Myers with Firewalkers Pyro, talking with David Costa here at Renegade Aviator Radio Show, and we're talking about uh, air shows and blowing things up, so we're going to have a great time today. Hey, look at that, federal law prohibits any joking regarding aircraft hijacking or bombing. You don't have to worry about me, ma'am, I take my bombs very seriously. Sir, you want to come with us? No, wait, Chandler, wait! This is ridiculous. I was just making a joke. I mean, I know the sign says no jokes about bombs, but shouldn't the sign really say no bombs? I mean, isn't that the guy we really have to worry about here? The guy with the bombs? Not the guy who jokes about his bombs. Not that I have bombs, but if I did, I probably wouldn't joke about them. I'd probably want to keep that rather quiet. I'm sorry, you had some questions for me? You 
flying can sometimes be upsetting. Sometimes you have a bad attitude. Don't let this happen to you. Renegade jets can help you recover from an upset. Pilots today simply do not practice the skills required to control the aircraft in all attitudes and within the entire flight envelope. If you're a pilot and want jet upset training in real jet airplanes, call 888-366-5256. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. David, I don't know why the FAA called. They just said they wanted to talk to you about that flyby. Oh, the host of the Renegade Aviator, David Costa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Boom. I love that. That's how Mr. Rick Myers starts most of his conversations off. Boom. It scares you. You drop your beer and you're at the air show. What a better thing to do to go to the air show and duck. We love it. Rick, we talk about the air shows, but air shows don't happen without performers with sponsors. Is there anybody you want to give a shout out to? You bet I do. One of the guys that helped us get this whole team together was a guy named Scott Qualley out of Newtown, North Dakota, who uh, owns and operates Qualley Trucking, who is a oil field uh, production, does uh, freshwater and uh, oil recovery out in the oil fields. Thank you, Scott, so much. Part of the people that help us get safely across the country with a great service on our vehicles and our trailers, Les Schwab Tires here is a Northwest entity with some of the best tire service in the country. Thanks, guys. And they're just fantastic. And, of course, all these wonderful T-shirts that we wear and that people earn made by Pullover Prints here in Boise, Idaho. And we probably go through five or 600 of these shirts a season. And uh, without their excellent uh, customer service and care, we wouldn't be as noticeable as we are. So thank you to all three of those folks. We love what they do for us and help us be as visible as we are. Those are the bright orange shirts that you see at the air shows, right? That's correct. Yeah, we wear that bright orange shirts so our pilots can see us when they're out there on the field. They like to use us for turning points sometimes. As you know, Skip Stewart, who is one of my favorite guys, been working with Skip since day one, since 2003, literally, when I first started doing air shows. And he looks for us so he can know where to make that airplane turn. So, And he comes right down and talks to us. We can tell you what he had for lunch when he smiles at us. So it's pretty cool. He loves our orange shirts, and we love working with Skip. And that kind of leads into this other thing. Without our performers, our pilots, we have an agreement with them. They won't cut me in half, and I won't blow them in two. So it works out really well. But uh, we get to work with some of the best pilots in the business. We get to work with some newer pilots, too. And people need to understand that when we do these things, it's a highly choreographed act. We'll spend two or three days just walking through this before we even pull the trigger the first time. So when you see these guys, looks like they're flying crazy formations and random things are blowing up. It's highly choreographed. This is all planned. There's nothing is improvised at the last second. Same thing when we do a military air power demo. We've got ground forces, helicopters, jet aircraft, the prop-driven aircraft, and all these explosions going off. Sometimes we even throw in artillery. We practice this thing for four or five days on the ground before we even fly it the first time. So it's all very choreographed, very safe, uh, for the full intent of making a safe, exciting show for our audiences, and that's what we're after. 
It is. It's a dance. I think people like the end result, but they never think of the work that goes into putting together what happens in a matter of seconds, days and years of planning for seconds. And that's what it takes. That's what it takes in life, doesn't it? You got to plan. You got to work. You just don't do this stuff overnight. One of the things I had to figure out when I first started doing this, when I became the owner of Firewalkers is I walk into pilot's brief and I get all these great accolades from the pilots and stuff. Hey, great show, great performances. Hey, thanks for keeping us safe. And my people kept thinking, hey, <laughs> he's just telling us that to, to keep us coming out here. Well, I started dragging them into some of these briefings and stuff, and they got to hear it firsthand from the people that we work with. And so, like I tell people, I might be Firewalkers International, but I'm just the guy on the radio yelling. My people, my team is what makes us so safe and so successful. So if it wasn't for those people out there in the field working in the burn-up grass and pumping gas before sunrise every day on an air show, I wouldn't be anything. So it's a big shout-out to all the team members of Firewalkers and our local volunteers, because we get 10 or 15 volunteers to come out and help us pump gas and make these big shots so much fun. So once we get somebody on the field, they want to come back out the next air show, man. They are hooked. And like I tell Rob Reiner, who used to say he had the best seat in the house, and I love Rob. He's one of the best announcers out there. I said, Rob, you've got the second best seat in the house. I have the best seat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, segment goes quick. We got one more segment coming back with Rick Myers of Firewalkers International. Go to firewalkersinternational.com. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Pilots are cool. That's why I listen to David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. So stay right there. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Rick Myers with Firewalkers International Pyro with David Costa here at Renegade Aviator Radio Show. Wait a second. Did you miss an episode of my show? Well, we have your six aviation term there. We have your back. Search the Renegade Aviator Radio Show on that internet thing, and you'll find all kinds of places where you can hear me. Technology, an amazing thing. AV, the number eight R, iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeart, Stitcher, Google Play. You can take me with you. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. See ya. David Costa, a legend in his own mind. The Renegade Aviator, in the air and on air. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is a fun show. We're having a fun show today. Sometimes Dave Costa, the Renegade Aviator, gets angry. Sometimes I make you think a little bit. Today, we're having fun with things that go boom, but it's not all fun and games all the time. When you're working with explosives... Rick, I can imagine that with explosives, you got procedures and checklists and things of that, just like we do as pilots. I mean, you know, I'm flying a jet, so I got my own series of things I got to worry about. What about with your team and your group? How does that all go together? 
We've been doing this for quite some time, and unfortunately, through the years, we've seen things happen with uh, aircraft. Uh, we've had, in the course of the two teams that I've been on, we've had eight aircraft for various reasons, none of our own impact into the pyro field. And this is a place that's basically a minefield. It's full of dynamite, dead cord, gasoline, strafing runs, things are ready to go. So one of the things that I do when I get there so early in the week is the first thing I do is I go talk to the crash fire rescue people. We have a procedure to get them into this minefield safely without blowing up a fire truck. The next thing I do is as the pilots come through on each season, I will meet them at their airplane at some point in the season, usually the first time I've worked with them in that season, and I will put them in their airplane, and they're going to show me how to get them out of their airplane if they come down in the pyro field because the FAA has a requirement for them to be to the aircraft within 60 seconds. I'm standing right there. If that airplane's on fire, 60 seconds is a long time to burn. So I work with each pilot individually at their airplane so I know how I can get them unbuckled, get the master switch turned off, and get them out of the airplane so hopefully we can save their lives. Then the next part of that is I work with my pyro team, and we practice how to save the field in case something goes wrong. So worst case scenario, we're ready to shoot this thing, and some guy comes augering in the was just doing aerobatics, which has happened. Not to us, but in, in the other team, it had happened. How do we make the field safe? You can talk about it and talk about it until you actually practice it. There's always an unknown in there. So each at the beginning of our season, all my team members will actually physically go through and practice making the field safe, opening up this corridor through the minefield so we can get that fire truck into our pilot. So there's a lot of safety things that go on to this thing. It's really important that we are safe and our pilots know that when something goes wrong, that they don't have to worry about what's going on in the pyro field. All they've got to do is concentrate on getting their aircraft safely back on the ground. That's the most important thing is we just don't want to lose any pilots out there. So it's a big group effort to make an air show safe because the last thing you want to see is an audience saying, oh, I just saw so-and-so crash and he died. But we don't want that. We want them to say, Man, that was a great air show, and we want to go back again because you should have seen Skip Stewart and Kyle, and these bombs are going off, and, and all of a sudden the jet truck went off, and their big wall fire went off. That's what we're after, so that's right. what we want to do. And have fun along the way. And I'm sure you've got a whole stack of strange stories you know, since you walk around with explosive stuff, but uh, anything you'd like to share maybe that might uh, amuse some of us that we can say on the radio, of course. <laughs> People ask me all the time, how do I get all my explosives to air shows? And I said, well, actually, I order them from a local mining company, and we haven't shipped in. But when we travel, because we work with explosives, all of our clothing and our equipment gets permeated with these microscopic pieces of explosive. So when you go through TSA, my home airport, Boise, Idaho, knows me really well, and they know my equipment box. But every once in a while, I'll get a new TSA agent in there. And I had a lady stepped up, and I said, hey, I'm Rick Myers. I'm with Firewalkers International Pyro. You're going to find trace elements of these types of explosives on my bag. And she gives me this, oh, yeah, sure, look. And she wipes the bag, and lo and behold, there's traces of dynamite on there. <laughs> and now she's going, oh, we've got a code one at, at check one. Blah, blah. And uh, man, she's ready to call in the SWAT team and everything else. And I'm saying, it's okay. I told you about all this stuff. Here's my credentials. And a supervisor comes down, sees my boom box, doesn't even look at her or me, and just says, hey, Rick, what airport are you going to go blow up now? 
Unfortunately, the people at the United Check Stand went, what? <laughs> and he turns around and says, by the way, this is the box that's on our bulletin board. He's a known entity. Be prepared for him. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Another time, I usually get to the airport three hours in advance because of going through TSA. And one afternoon, I don't recall where I was coming from, but this gentleman in the five-piece suit with the vest and the whole nine yards matching leather suitcases and laptop case looks at me in my jeans and my shirt and says, you should go before me. They're going to check my luggage. I said, sir, you need to go before me because they're going to strip search me, basically. And he kind of gave me this dirty look, and he goes ahead. And he was really disappointed because his equipment didn't ding on the scanners. And he walks through security, and he's waiting. And meanwhile, I'm dumping the box out, and they're rubbing everything down, and they're talking to me. And this takes about 30 to 45 minutes, usually. And he's waiting, and he's waiting. And he finally says, my God, man, what do you do? (laughs) 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 And I don't even mention that when I talk to people in the airport, because I get checked enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That is awesome. Rick Myers, ladies and gentlemen, from firewalkersinternational.com. Rick, thank you so much for coming on today. I am going to see you out there, and I'd love to get together with you, show you my little jet, and maybe learn a little bit about stuff from you. But thank you so much for coming on today. Well, I'd love to see you at an air show, and if you get the time, we'll bring out one of those blasting machines like you used to see on the Roadrunner show, and we'll let you set off a wall of fire. There's nothing more exciting than pushing the plunger down and watching that 500 gallons of gas go boom. So (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Looking forward to it. I love it. Right on Rick Myers, ladies and gentlemen, firewalkersinternational.com. Go there, go check his site out. David Costa, renegade aviator. Pilots are cool. That's why I listen to David Costa, the renegade aviator. So stay right there. We'll be right back. Call David Costa, the Renegade Aviator, 888-366-5256. I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. What are you talking about, Hal? This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. After 10,000 hours of practice, the black belt is ready to begin learning. Do you want to be an elite level pilot or just someone who flies airplanes? Want to improve safety, have more confidence, enjoy flying more? Do you know any elite performer who does not use a coach? Thought so. 888-366-5256. Say, hey, Dave, I want to be a black belt aviator and we'll send you the details. 888-366-5256. The beauty of this thing is not the fact that I travel around the world and blow places up. My air show family is huge, and I have friends in literally every state and every country from doing air shows. And it's the biggest family you've ever seen in your life. We all love aviation. 
We all love entertaining the audience and the public in a safe fashion and exciting kids. I've talked to many older pilots that said, hey, how'd you get interested in flying? And they, they would say, men and women would say, I went to an air show. Right on. And look what happened to them. Right on. Some of those guys and gals have Blue Angels and Thunderbirds. They're military pilots, they're commercial pilots. It's amazing. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Most people do more talking than action. All of us find it far too easy to make excuses and why we can't do the things that we dream about. And what's more crazy than blowing stuff up at air shows, right? Pretty cool dream, isn't it? So let's sum up a little bit here. You heard that segment I just played from Rick at Firewalkers International. The power of air show performances. You business owners take note here. If you want to learn more about how your business can prosper through air show partnerships, Call me right now at 888-366-5256. I have limited space available, so you won't want to miss that opportunity. But for the rest of us, when you start or continue on your path to success in life or your wild, hairy, scary idea for your ideal situation, few will see what goes on in the background while you make your journey. Few will care less or appreciate the effort that you put in. But you need to expect to give 10 times the effort, spend 10 times the resources that you thought you would need in order to realize that vision of your success. And that's okay. So look at the air show as a demonstration of excellence. Whether you're a pilot or not, the culmination of scripting, planning, and perfect practice, the show, the entertainment, the waving to the crowd and signing autographs is just the icing on the cake. The journey, the struggle before the boom is where all the energy is spent. So come out to an air show near you this season. See what is possible. Enjoy the entertainment. Understand that if we can do the crazy stuff we do, you can go out and do the crazy stuff that you want to do in life. Life is a risk, life is a challenge, but life is a thrill. Choose wisely. You only come this way once in life. And for God's sakes, enjoy the ride. This is David Costa. I am the Renegade Aviator. See ya! So peace to all.